listening to Rattle and Pedal, diversion thoughts on marketing and growing professional services firms. Your hosts are Jason Malicki and Jeff McKay. So Jeff, I have a growth problem on my hands. I want to talk to you about it. I run this podcast and it's not growing at its fullest potential right now. And I think I've got a content problem because my co-host isn't pulling his weight. My marketing leader says that it's a sales problem because the guys I have out selling the podcast aren't doing their job. And the sales guys say it's a marketing problem. We're not promoting it correctly. How do I know what the real problem is? What's the real root cause of my growth ceiling? <laughs> wow. What a profound question. I would have said, well, I won't go there. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to turn over a new leaf going into 2021 and be nice to my co-host. <laughs> That's never going to happen. Who are we kidding, right? I would have said, well, I I know exactly what your problem is. You need to upgrade talent. (laughs) (laughs) I already suggested that. But, you know, you say I'm the problem. I say you're the problem. Isn't that a little microcosm of what goes on inside a firm? You can't decide on what the problem is. Exactly. And that was sort of, of course, really the central topic of the day is, and you proposed this, and I like the way you framed it. And you've talked about this a lot through the years, that that every firm has a certain growth potential to it, and that firms systematically and routinely underperform. They come in below their real growth potential. And the question is, is what blocks that? What keeps growth from happening at the level it should? And in setting this episode up, I think what you did so nicely, at least in in sort of prepping us for it, is this idea that it's not just one thing. It's usually the problem is broader and wider and it's multidimensional. So that's what we're here to talk about. So I'm not exactly sure where we start to unpack that, but maybe we just start with maybe the inherent dysfunctionality of defining the growth problem in the first place. I mean, why is it so hard to get your head around what's blocking growth in the first place in most firms? Let me take a step back. And I want to talk about two things that you said. The first one is your comment about firms often underperforming their growth potential. So if I'm a managing partner, practice leader, marketer, chief revenue officer, I'm asking, how do I know what my actual potential is? And it's important to get that grounded or, you know, firms beat themselves up or they don't even realize how great they could be. So an important dimension is what is the potential that exists here? The second thing that you talked about was the inherent dysfunction. That very much is, and listeners can go listen to all of the podcasts that we've done on the BS of of PS and how the structure and the organizational design and the incentives of professional services create serious barriers to realizing growth, or at least blow quite the headwind in the direction. And we're not going to get into those in in this podcast, but I'd encourage you to make sure you understand both of of those areas getting started. Let's just assume that there is an established growth potential and you recognize that you're you're getting in your own way in achieving it and you know leadership's together and they're saying okay we need to grow faster we need to grow at 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 this rate instead of saying straight out of the gate how do we get there 
I think a better question is, why aren't we already there? And that's a more robust, honest, and I don't even say humble way of asking that question. Why aren't we already achieving that potential? And what that does, hopefully, is opens up the space for meaningful discussion to, in the first step, I think, is defining the right problem. And you alluded to this, Jason. Sales thinks it's the product. Marketing thinks it's sales and, and everything in between. You have to define the right problem. And most firms don't do that. Why don't they or why can't they? I mean, why is it so hard to get at the central problem that's limiting growth? Well, you alluded to it or to one of the reasons, I think, is these are complex problems in the world. And, and, and I would say in the U.S. in particular right now, we like black and white solutions and black and white problems, either or. We don't want to play in that, that gray area of complexity. And the world just doesn't operate that way. Nobody is always all bad or all good. And, you know, situations aren't necessarily, you know, finite in their causes. So having a robust discussion about why we aren't already, you know, achieving that potential opens up the capacity to do that. But you need to understand that the problem could be complex and you have to have enough confidence and humility and trust to own the problem and discuss it. And I've seen time and time again in a lot of professional services firms, everybody wants to blame the brand, right? Or brand awareness. We're brilliant consultants and we have brilliant ideas and brilliant results, but nobody knows of us or nobody hires us. And it's normally not brand awareness that is the issue. So being able to sit in that knowledge that's saying, hey, it's really not our brand, it's something else. What is it? Is hard for people because I find, you know, consulting firms are full of perfectionists. You know, they don't want to be wrong. They don't want to be criticized. But then again, what human being does. So I think the main reason is fear. And then the second reason is you have to be asking the right questions at the right time in the right way to draw it out. That's hard to do. That's hard to do. And it takes time to do. And in professional services, time is money. They don't want to take too much time to think about this. Let's just get moving. So I think those are a few of the, the reasons it doesn't get done. People are afraid. They don't want to be blamed. They don't want to take the time. They want simple answers. And none of that really exists in the firms that are really realizing their potential because they ask the hard questions. It's one thing to ask the hard questions. It's another thing to actually develop workable answers to them, right? So how do we engineer some of those problems out? How do we engineer fear out of the equation? How do we answer the hard questions that are going to be what is going to get growth unlocked? Ooh, great question. And this is why culture is is at the heart of our, our model. I've said that before. People are probably tired of, of hearing it. Culture is going to be a limiter on what you can do and if you don't have the trust to enter into these hard conversations, you're going to 
you know, circumnavigate it and, and go a, a different way. And this is why leadership is so important because the leaders should be demonstrating and creating the culture or environment that allows you to have meaningful conversations that are for the benefit of the firm and, and therefore the benefit of the people in the firm. So to get it done, you need leaders to be real leaders and to ask the tough questions, but ask them in a way and in an environment that welcomes people to engage and answer them. And then, so we don't create even more cynicism within a firm, actually listen to and act on them accordingly. You define the right problem. You know, the right problem is the one that actually is the inhibitor, right? Okay. The second thing to do is you have to come to agreement on the cause because there's probably going to be multiple causes in a complex problem. But if you don't have consensus on the cause, it's hard to take ownership for it. And you really haven't gotten any further down the the solution path. So let's go back to how we started the podcast, right? If you're saying that we want to grow and if we look at the things that get in the way of growth, right? We kind of alluded to brand awareness. We could look at things like marketing effectiveness. Is our marketing effective? Is it not? Is sales effective or is it not? Are customers satisfied or are they not? Are Do we have the right solution mix? Yes or no? Do we have the right intellectual capital to differentiate us? in the market, those are basic questions that are yes or no that have a follow-on question. Is our marketing effective? No. Okay. Why is our marketing not effective? Because it doesn't produce enough leads. Okay. Why doesn't it produce enough leads? Well, it doesn't produce enough leads because our marketers don't know how to write. <laughs> you know? Okay, why don't our marketers know how to write? There's a simple methodology to test all of these hypotheses about what's broken. And it ends with, okay, show me the proof that that inhibits it. Where can you show me the data that show that this is the leading issue that's inhibiting growth? And agreeing to the cause is breaking down all of those yes, no's, and why's until you get to root cause. Okay. Let's actually go back to the top here. And I want to go back to the top because I actually think the central question about growth potential is maybe the hardest one out of all of it. It's one thing to say, okay, I, I don't I don't think that we're, you know, we're growing at the pace we'd like or whatever, but how would you suggest firms go about identifying what their real growth potential is? Not just the the numbers that leadership puts on a page. What would be your suggestion of saying, well, are we growing at the pace we could be? How do we even know? The first one, and this is probably the most typical approach to that, is you look at the growth rate of the industry in general, and there's any number of associations or research organizations that project growth in a given industry. The accounting industry is going to grow at this rate, or strategy consulting is going to grow at this rate, or IT, and then 
kind of subdivisions within those. Those are industry experts, quote unquote, that are laying out trends around growth. So one might argue that our potential is whatever that rate of increase is. So if accounting is going to increase it 3%, then our potential is 3%. I don't think that's a good way of looking at it, but I think that's the way most firms look at it. And the 3% tends to be an average. So there are going to be people that perform above 3% and there's going to be those that perform below 3%. So you have to ask, you know, could we grow faster than industry average or are we going to be the people that bring the industry average down? That's one simple way of looking at it. Then I think a second way of saying, and this would be the type of thinking that I would say our last three guests would have Jay Labs and 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 Raj and and Michael Burton. You know, I'll just say we're going to grow, and you know, they put out an, a number. They're not looking at industry rates. They've set as a personal ambition to grow to a certain size for any number of reasons. And Jay, I think, said this best when we talked about growth with purpose. The idea is not to grow along with the industry. It is to set the tone for the industry or redefine the industry. And those are very different views of looking at growth potential and building out an organization to to go get them. I mean, with Raj, you know, Raj was talking about how you fuel growth potential with people. And if you're going to have disruptive growth, you're disrupting a lot of other things along the way, particularly internally with their hiring and training and development. And then with Michael at Lev, they just looked at the market and just said, wow, here's just something that's completely underserved. And we believe we can add so much value in that. And I mean, they're growing so fast. I don't even really put a projection on it. That's why he was, we were talking about inflection points. So I think the first way is go follow your industry standards. And the second is, you know, set a goal just based on a passion for serving or addressing an issue. You're listening to Rattle and Pedal. Divergent thoughts on growing your professional services firm. Your hosts are Jason Malicki, principal of Rattleback, the marketing agency for professional services firms, and Jeff McKay, former CMO and founder of strategy consultancy Prudent Pedal. If you find this podcast helpful, please help us by telling a friend and rating us on iTunes. Thank you. Now back to Jason and Jeff. Okay, so we are winding down on 2020. And, you know, as we talked in our last, our last episode on planning, sort of resetting growth agendas for 2021, I guess maybe my suggestion is let's just kind of give our listeners maybe one or two thoughts on what we think are going to be most important to getting growth back on track if, if, it's, if it's been stalled or accelerated, if, I, guess, I guess if you are already growing. You know, what are your one or two, you know, most central pieces of advice kind of walking into a new year and thinking about, you know, getting growth back on track again? The most important thing is you have to identify what's the inhibitor to the growth. And as people go into 2021, the conventional wisdom would be 
well, we can't do what we've always done because of COVID or something like that. But that, that to me is not necessarily the limiter because everyone's going to be experiencing that. And there will be people that solve that problem based on their culture, their core capabilities, where their brand is currently positioned and where they feel they need to get to in order to drive the growth that they've established. So number one would be don't try to solve the problem of of COVID. Try to solve, and this sounds kind of funny saying it, I'm saying a bigger problem or a more important problem. That doesn't sound quite right. Does that make sense? As I'm saying that aloud, it sounds kind of weird, but I don't think focusing on COVID in 2021 is the way to do it because everybody's swimming in that water. Yeah. There's a interesting quote that I came across recently from Richard Panico. I don't know if I'm saying his name right. He's the CEO of Integrated Project Management, the consulting firm in Chicago. They're a client of Prudent Pedal. Oh, I did not yeah. know that. <laughs> interesting guy. Where did you see it? So it's a. it was an interview that he gave in March around the pandemic. I don't remember what publication it was in. And he basically was talking about their response of 2008 to the recession. And, and at the time, his quote was, we're going to choose not to participate, which mm-hmm. there's firms that would listen to that and say, that's an absurd kind of thing mm-hmm. to say. But then there's a lot of firms like Jay and, and Raj and others that would say, well, of course, <laughs> we're just going to choose not to participate. In a way, I think that's what you're saying. I think what you're saying is you're just saying, well, it's a thing. It's a macro thing. It affects not everybody equally, but it affects certainly the, the sector that I work in probably relatively equally. And, and all I need to do is is just navigate my path forward that's going to create value for my clients. And as I create value for those clients, then we will experience growth commensurately. And so that's what I took away from what you said was, was you know, I'm doing a webinar here this week. This will, this will publish after the webinar is over. But I've described it as not just sort of just sitting there and letting the recession happen if there is a recession or whatever, but essentially being proactive. And I'll give another kind of really random comment. I, my daughter had a tennis tournament over the weekend and I was watching one of the coaches warm up a player and the coach was talking to the you know, this 14-year-old girl about her serve. And he said to her, he said, stop waiting on the ball to come to you, go up and get it. And how she was tossing up her serve and letting the ball come down. And I think that's essentially the central message that I took away really from a lot of those kind of growth conversations we've had in the last three or four episodes is just don't let the market come to you. Go make the market that you want to have. Go make the reality you want to have. And so much of this is mindset and culture and belief systems that govern daily behaviors and activities and the things we do. And it sounds a little touchy-feely and a little ridiculous at times, but I think at the end of the day, that, that's really what this is about. I mean, if you change the lens by which you view things and just say, we're going to persevere and charge ahead, quite frequently, you're, you're pleasantly surprised with the outcomes, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. God, I love the way you say that. And don't wait on the ball, go up to get it. I love that. I absolutely Love that. The point is you don't have a marketing problem per se, right? There's something else going on within the organization. Don't take the easy route out of the problem and just say, oh, it's this. Dig deeply into that with the how do we know 
Why is that that way? And you have to get to the root cause. And that's the simple fact of the matter. And you have to agree as an organization on what the root cause is. And then once you agree to the root cause, I've found that the solution is relatively straightforward. But it's you have to identify the right problem in order to attack it and develop a solution to get it. And most firms just don't do that. I feel like this was a good cap to a really interesting series on growth with four really fabulous guests that opened our eyes to different ways about thinking about things. And I actually feel like it's a great way to cap it because it sort of says, you know, we heard from all those guests different ways of looking at what growth looks like and different ways to to navigate growth or create growth. And yet, like you said, getting down to the core of what is really the problem is is critical. So let's end there. Goodbye, Jason. Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) See you, buddy. See ya. Thank you for listening to Rattle and Pedal, divergent thoughts on marketing and growing professional services firms. Find content related to this episode at rattleandpedal.com. Rattle and Pedal is also available on iTunes and Stitcher.